Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. A late night running club hits the streets of D.C. again tonight. I'm John Doman. American workers are way less productive these days. At 310, a look at what's behind that trend. After a rain out, game three of the World Series tonight in Philly. WTOP News Time, 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. In less than two hours, the man accused of attacking House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband is expected in court for arraignment. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti tells us he faces multiple serious charges. State and federal charges range anywhere from kidnapping to attempted murder. I think the swiftness in which these charges were filed and came down really show how clear officials here want to be in sending a message against Pelosi political violence. Speaker Pelosi says her husband is recovering. In Florida, Parkland families are not mincing words at a sentencing hearing for the school shooter who killed 17 people in 2018. I have no forgiveness in my heart for you. You are a monster with no remorse and every breath you take is a breath wasted. They wanted Nicholas Cruz to get the death penalty. He got life in prison instead. Reps for Migos rapper Takeoff confirmed that he was murdered earlier this morning outside of a bowling alley in Houston. Police haven't said who's responsible yet or given a motive. Two others were hurt in that shooting. The battle over abortion rights is now energizing voters ahead of midterms. Supporters and opponents of abortion rights are rallying around the nation. Carol Tobias at the National Right to Life Committee thinks Democrats are making a mistake. They seem to think that abortion is their silver bullet. But Jenny Lawson at Planned Parenthood Vote says access is one of the top motivating factors for voters. Priest for Life's father, Frank Favone, says the nonprofit supports a ban after 15 weeks. It's a point where most people would see it as reasonable. Allison Keyes, CBS News. Chief Justice John Roberts has put a temporary hold on former President Trump's tax returns. Legal analyst Lori Levinson. Now, this may be just a temporary delay, but it's the temporary delay that Trump really wanted, one that takes him past the election. Meantime, the Supreme Court's lifted a hold on South Carolina Republican Lindsey Graham's testimony in Georgia's investigation on the 2020 election. He'll go before a grand jury in a few weeks. Elon Musk still wants verified users to pay up for those blue check marks. CBS's Matt Piper. Twitter head Elon Musk now says he'll offer what's called Twitter Blue for $8 a month, saying besides a blue verified check mark, users will also get the ability to post long video and get half as many ads. It comes after a back and forth between he and the author Stephen King, who went viral this week by tweeting, they should pay me. That exchange was after reports Musk would be charging 20 bucks monthly. Musk responded to King saying, we need to pay the bills somehow. Musk took over Twitter just a few days ago after six months of haggling. This is CBS News. Whether it's the news, the traffic, the weather, or your COVID-19 vaccinations, it's important to stay up to date. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. 
3.03 on WTOP on this first day of November 2022, and it's a pretty nice one. Sunny skies. We sit at 73 in D.C. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Hillary Howard. New this afternoon, we're getting word that D.C.'s federal prosecutor is planning to drop dozens of felony gun and drug cases. The Washington Post reports these cases are linked to officers in the violent crime squad who were allegedly breaking the law. Back in September, seven officers serving in 7D's crime suppression unit were placed on administrative leave or desk duty, accused of confiscating guns from people without arresting them. Federal prosecutors were unable to move on those cases because of credibility issues with the arresting officers. The U.S. Attorney's Office isn't saying how many cases are involved and indicates their hands are tied. WTOP is reaching out to D.C. police for a response. Most Montgomery County residents will get their mail-in ballots for the midterms in their mailbox. But many will find the mail-in ballot in their email box or spam folders even. And if that's you, there are some rules to follow to make sure your vote gets counted. 138,000 Montgomery County voters opted for mail-in ballots this year. Over 22,000 county residents have requested to vote web delivery. That means it's emailed to you, and when you get the ballot, you need to print it, fill it out. You must print your own voter oath and make sure it's in your mail-in packets, because if you don't include that, we will need to contact you to cure it. Otherwise, they will not be counted. Gilbert Zelaya is with the Montgomery County Board of elections. Web delivery ballot printed at home must be postmarked by general election day. You can also slide it into a drop box by 8 p.m. that day. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Virginia Democratic Congresswoman Elaine Luria is facing a tough challenge from Republican Jen Kiggins. That race in the state's second congressional district is considered the most competitive in the state. So why is it that competitive? WTOP's Nick Ionelli has the answer. One of the key issues is the way the district is drawn. The Virginia Beach-anchored 2nd District shifted during redistricting last year. It now includes more rural areas. It's created a more appealing opportunity for Republicans. Political science professor Stephen Farnsworth at the University of Mary Washington says another potential vulnerability for Congresswoman Elaine Luria. President Trump tried to stop the peaceful transfer of power. She was a public face on the House committee investigating the Capitol. Riot. He betrayed his oath of office and was derelict in his duty. That's creating a lot of resentment among Republicans who are upset about the way that committee has proceeded. When you put these things together, you see why this race is effectively the closest thing we have in Virginia to a dead heat right now. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. 306, bar and restaurant workers are known for keeping late hours and then partying even later after they're done working. But a new running club is trying to offer a healthier alternative to those who work in the service industry. Distance in the Dark is a running club started by some restaurant pros who wanted something fun. That we could do as an alternative to the typical what do you do after work, go grab a drink, decompress. Chris Morgan owns Bammies in the Navy Yard. For me, this is really exciting because I can give people an alternative that I didn't have, you know. For me, it was go home or go to the bars. Now sober, the goal is to increase the runs from once a month to even more. More often, I think there are a lot of people that want to do something else after work. Tonight's run takes off at 11.30 p.m. from Bammy's. And as a bonus, for those who finish, we're preparing food at each uh, run. John Dome in WTOP News. Keep it here on WTOP after traffic and weather. 
worker productivity in this country is way down. We'll talk with the Washington Post, Taylor Telford, who has all the info, so keep it here, 307. Unyang and Jumiel Labanji here. Every morning, News for Today is working for you the minute you wake up. Getting you up to speed on the big stories happening in your neighborhood before you head out the door. And I'm Chuck Bell, preparing you with your hour-by-hour Storm Team 4 forecast and making sure your kids are bus-stop ready. Melissa Malay here, getting you where you need to be on time with first four traffic reports. We're making your mornings a little easier. Working for you weekday mornings from 4 to 7 on News 4 Today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's 308. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Dave Dildine's waiting to tell you traffic. And you're waiting in traffic if you're on 66 eastbound from Nutley Street toward the Beltway. The right lane is blocked at the work zone. All westbound work zones have cleared. 395 northbound near Duke Street. They're pulling back the last of the barrels and about to reopen all the lanes, including that right lane. Southbound all lanes are open on 395, allowing traffic to advance farther south toward 495 and 95. There was a truck crash earlier in the afternoon on 95 south of the Occoquan in Woodbridge. It is clear, but traffic remains slow and lots of folks on Route 1 to take that over the Occoquan instead. 234 southbound as it becomes Dumfries Road at Prince William Parkway. One lane is getting by a work zone. Hopefully it doesn't last too much longer. It's definitely slow southbound leaving Manassas. On the interloop of the Beltway near Georgetown Pike, the work zone is clear, but Georgetown Pike is still closed at points between Old Dominion Drive and Lee Mill Road where a crash took down a pole and wires. George Washington Parkway southbound, slow past 123 in single file. Northbound on the parkway, the backup is under the Memorial Bridge and the Roosevelt Bridge where a truck broke down in the right lane. Northbound traffic slowly getting by on the parkway to the left alongside and below Roslyn. Leaving Virginia on the outer loop, local lanes. It's a slow pace through Alexandria. There's uh, some sort of activity on the Maryland side of the Wilson Bridge near I-295 along the right side. In College Park on the Interloop after Route 1, the crash is along the far right side. 270, nothing abnormal between Rockville and Frederick, 95 and Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Typical slowdowns, Beltway to Beltway. Route 50 is good from Bowie toward the Bay Bridge. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Off we go to Storm Team 4 and Chuck Bell. Increasing amounts of sunshine and a very warm start to the month of November. Afternoon highs here will be in the low 70s on this Tuesday afternoon. It's going to be a nice day to be outside. It'll be clear this evening and we'll get a mostly sunny start again tomorrow. There'll be some extra cloud cover back by Wednesday afternoon. Temperatures will still be above average, though, near 70 tomorrow. Upper 60s to near 70 with increasing sunshine again on Thursday. And Friday looks beautiful, sunny and 70. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. It's a beautiful afternoon. We've got partly sunny skies. It almost looks like a springtime sky, doesn't it, Sean? Yeah, really yeah. Really pretty. like it. Clouds are a little puffy. 70 in Rockville, 72 degrees in Ashburn. We have 73 degrees in District Heights brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. 
Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 311 now on WTOP. There is a growing problem in America, and it's worker productivity. For the first half of this year, the amount of goods and services put out went off the rails. The Labor Department says it was the sharpest plunge in decades. So what's going on here? Joining us live, Taylor Telford, who covers corporate culture for The Washington Post. Hey, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks so much for having me. You know, it's so interesting. If you talk to business owners, they see this, um, at least the people I've spoken to. So what kind of a drop are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a really significant drop. It ends up being, in terms of the first half of the year anyhow, uh, we're looking at the sharpest drop in worker productivity that that we've seen since basically 1947, around the end of World War II. Uh, And it's really perplexing bosses and economists alike, because at the beginning of the pandemic, we actually saw a really huge boom in productivity that had kind of uh, forced some economists to forecast or encourage them to forecast that there might be a bigger boom in store because technology is one of the biggest drivers of productivity, that kind of innovation that allows workers to do more. But it seems like there's a real mystery as to why things are dropping off right now. But there's a lot of possible reasons that range from kind of burnout. We've seen a lot of people kind of reassessing the way that work fits into their lives and just generally feeling really exhausted by all of the demands of the pandemic the past few years. But there's also some economic reasons that might be weighing on it, like the toll of inflation making things a lot harder for businesses to get things done. What about, though, there are some who just believe that because many workers are working at home, they're not being directly supervised by somebody. What about that? Is that a big factor here? Well, it's definitely hard to quantify something like that. That's one thing that I heard over and over from economists, actually, is uh, although it's pretty easy to measure uh, productivity in manufacturing or, you know, jobs where you're producing something that's easy to measure, uh, the kind of jobs that are done remotely tend to be like white-collar knowledge jobs that it's a lot more difficult to kind of quantify progress. But certainly the term productivity paranoia has really caught a lot of traction with bosses who are basically feeling like their workers aren't doing as much work as they say they are. Finally, before we go, what happens if this isn't turned around? Yeah, it could definitely have pretty big implications for the economy, especially with a recession possibly looming around the corner. Uh, When it comes down to it, productivity is kind of like the jet fuel of the economy. It makes it so that, you know, costs or standards of living, excuse me, standards of living improve uh, a lot faster when people are being more efficient with their time and their money. It allows wage growth, all that kind of good stuff. But the opposite is also true that when productivity wanes and companies are able to produce, you know, less with less, basically, it has uh, a huge toll on, you know, the quality of life. And so there could definitely be big ramifications if we don't see this turnaround, especially if a recession does arrive early next year. Taylor, fascinating piece. Thanks for sharing it with us. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks for having me. Taylor Telford covers corporate culture for The Washington Post. Sports next. Hi, I'm Oprah Winfrey, and I want to tell you about Wes Moore, who's running to be the next governor of Maryland. When Wes was just three years old, his father died, leaving him and his sisters to be raised by his mom, a Jamaican immigrant. It was tough, but Wes overcame the odds to become the first black Rhodes Scholar from Johns Hopkins University. He then led soldiers in combat as a captain in the U.S. Army. 
and he became the CEO of one of the nation's largest anti-poverty organizations. I'm supporting Wes because he is a transformational leader with the character, integrity, and backbone to tackle challenges with a sense of urgency. He is a coalition builder who has bold ideas to improve education, keep neighborhoods safe, and close the racial wealth gap. And he will leave no one behind. I hope you will vote for Wes Moore for governor. By Authority Moore Miller for Maryland Slate. Mary Tidings Treasurer. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 315, Dave Preston here. Dave, the NFL trade line deadline or trade deadline day used to be kind of a boring affair, but the last couple of years, wow. Now, it used to be a snooze fest. Now we actually have to focus and pay attention. Oh, come Thanks on. Thanks a lot, NFL. <laughs> really. The NFL Network's Ian Rappaport says the commanders are close to dealing quarterback William Jackson the third to Pittsburgh. Minnesota, meanwhile, sends a pair of draft picks to Detroit for Ted and TJ Hawkinson. The Vikings visit Landover in Week 9. Miami reportedly sending a first-rounder to Denver for linebacker Bradley Chubb. NBA Brooklyn parts ways with Coach Steve Nash. The Nets reportedly working out a deal with suspended Boston coach Ime Udoka. NHL Capitals play Vegas. Knights have won four straight, while the Capitals have dropped two of three. That's a 7 p.m. start on 1500 a.m. College football. Maryland coach Mike Loxley says the quarterback Talia Tungavailoa will play Saturday at Wisconsin. And now I've long called November college football's closing month. We always say they remember November, and we've put ourselves in pretty good position that we take care of business one week at a time. Um, obviously, with this being Wisconsin, the most important game for us. But for us, it's about the finish. You know, we remember November sounds a lot snappier. Dave Preston, <laughs> WTOP Sports. Thank you, Dave. Now to the top stories we're following for you on WTOP. D.C.'s federal prosecutor is reportedly planning to drop dozens of felony gun and drug cases. The Washington Post reports these cases are linked to officers in the violent crime squad who were accused of confiscating guns from people without arresting them. Congress and Capitol Police are reviewing security for lawmakers after the attack on the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The attack has also led some lawmakers to consider broader steps to protect their own safety. Thousands of Montgomery County residents signed up for mail-in ballots to be sent directly to their email boxes. Those voters will print their own ballots, fill them out, sign them, and either mail them to the Board of Elections or drop it into a drop box by Election Day. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. New details surrounding that police chase and crash in downtown Silver Spring yesterday afternoon. Montgomery County police were chasing suspects in an armed robbery. The suspect's car crashed into the rear end of a metro bus and the police cruiser crashed into that. Today, the suspects were identified as 18-year-old Natnel Akulo of Silver Spring, 18-year-old Wesley Jose Nunez, and 19-year-old Lorenzo Antonio Madrid, both of D.C. They also tell us the officers recovered a loaded 9mm ghost gun and a 9mm replica airsoft gun in the car. No officers were hurt, no injuries or serious injuries of passengers on the Metro bus. All the suspects still in the hospital, they were hurt but are expected to get better. And up ahead in money news. The Dow is down just 60 points where D.C. travelers are flying to. I'm Jeff Glabel. 318. Traffic and weather on the 8s. We start with Dave in the traffic center. On the Beltway, outer loop, slow traffic in the local lanes through Alexandria. A couple of trucks stopped near I-295 in Maryland across from National Harbor along the right side. Uh, Better in the through lanes if you don't need a local exit. 
Uh, staying in Virginia, though, on 66 eastbound, slow traffic, Nutley Street, the Beltway. They have yet to reopen the right lane. All work zones in Roslyn and westbound on 66 are clear, but westbound traffic is getting heavier west of the Beltway. 395 near Duke Street. The left and right lanes are once again open. All lanes are open on 395. 95 southbound and Route 1, slow south of Lorton to get across the Occoquan. At the Prince William Parkway Dumfries Road Interchange Project, southbound traffic on 234 remains slow, and it's only one lane getting by still yet. Southbound George Washington Parkway after 123, they've reopened lanes for now. Northbound on the GW Parkway, it's slow toward the Roosevelt Bridge, and as you go under I-66, it's one left lane getting by a disabled dump truck. Now in Maryland on the Beltway, no drama, no incidents. Heavier on the Interloop in Silver Spring, 270 off to a fair start. 95 in Baltimore, Washington Parkway are so far in decent shape. Route 50 without delay entirely from Bowie toward the uh, Bay Bridge. Route 4 southbound near Woodyard Road, the work zone is clear. Back in Virginia, by the way, Georgetown Pike remains closed both ways between Riverbend Road and Lee Mill Road there. A crash around noon snapped a pole in half and took down a bunch of wires. And Georgetown Pike is expected to remain closed through much of the afternoon. In the district, near Noma, outbound traffic on New York Avenue gets by a police response single file to the right. That also is distracting inbound drivers on New York Avenue. Join GDIT to grow your career beyond your imagination in government, defense, health, and intelligence. Evolve your world. Apply now at GDIT.com slash careers. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Well, we've got a pretty fine start to November, and actually the first week is going to be pretty nice as nice. well. Let's go to Storm Team Force Chuck Bell. If only the whole month of November could stay this mild. I guarantee you the first week of it sure will. Temperatures today with the return of sunshine will peak in the low 70s this afternoon. We'll be near 70 each and every day for the rest of the week and there's actually a warming trend coming for the weekend by saturday and sunday highs are likely to be in the mid 70s for the rest of today increasing sunshine high of 72 near 70 again tomorrow but we'll have some extra cloud cover around tomorrow but no chance for rain anytime soon I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. I'm going to read these temperatures slowly because they're so lovely. I'd like them to last. <laughs> 73 in Upper Marlboro, 74 in Centerville. We've got 75 degrees here in Washington, and it's brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP. Fun events around town in our November Entertainment Guide. I'm Jason Fraley. 321. Hey, ladies, ready to order appetizers? Hmm. <laughs> I don't think I should. I'm trying to cut back on spending lately. Didn't you download that Upside app I told you about? The one that gets you cash back. Huh? No, I didn't. Is it really worth it? Yes, because of cash back from Upside, I haven't had to cut back. Even with prices getting extremely high lately. Wow. And what do you get cash back on again? You get money back on gas, groceries, and it works at restaurants. Look, I get 37% cash back on this meal including on drinks and apps. All right, I'm sold. You order the apps, I'm buying and getting the cash back on Upside. Oh, no. I've created a monster. Download the free Upside app and use promo code APPS for an extra $10 on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code APPS for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Remember, use promo code APPS. For an extra $10 on your first purchase, don't cut back. Get cash back with the free app from Upside. Donate your car today. 
Donate today at carsforkids.org. Your car, running or not, could be picked up as soon as the next day. No title, no problem. Go to carsforkids.org today. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. Women's leadership is elevating our world, and Innova is a leader in elevating women's health care. Innova Fairfax Hospital is ranked top 10 in the nation for obstetrics and gynecology by U.S. News and World Report. We are committed to putting women first. Our team listens to what matters most to you, from childbirth options and high-risk maternity care to pelvic floor health, surgery, and cancer treatment. Experience elevated women's care at Innova. Explore innova.org slash women first. This is WTOP News. It's 323. Well, new this afternoon, a multi-million dollar investment in an online tutoring service is not being used by most Fairfax County Public School students. That's according to a new report from the county's Office of Research and Strategic Improvement. Students had free access to Tutor.com starting last spring. Only 1.6% of the kids in the county used it. The report also says many students with the greatest need aren't using that service as well. The partnership is expected to cost the county more than $2 million each of the next two years, and it's paid for by using federal stimulus money. 324, put away that Halloween costume and start preparing for Thanksgiving turkey. It's time for your November Entertainment Guide of Fun Events. I wish I knew you when I was young. Get ready for the revivalists at the Anthem. Damian Escobar hits the Birchmere. Harry Connick Jr. plays the Kennedy Center. Lloyd Banks hits Howard Theater. Guster comes to Lincoln Theater. Richard Marks plays Capital Turnaround. Matthew Perry, a.k.a. Chandler Bing, hits Warner Theater. Roundhouse Theater and Folger Theater present The Tempest. And Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans hits movie theaters. See the full guide on WTOP.com. Jason Fraley, WTOP News. WTOP at 325. We've got money news at 25 and 55. Let's go to Jeff Claybaugh. 25, make that 35 minutes of trading left to go in the day. The Dow is... Down 36 points. The S&P 500 index is down less than 10. The Nasdaq is down 73 points, though. That's a little more than a half percent. Uber drivers busy again. Uber ended the quarter with 124 million users, up 14 percent from a year ago. Uber drivers had 1.9 billion trips last quarter. The company still lost more than a billion dollars, though. A busy summer for air travel was good for car rental companies. Avis Budget's quarterly revenue was up 18% from a year ago. Some of that is from higher prices. The average car rental rate nationwide is now $90 a day. That's 14% more than it was a year ago. Where were people flying from the D.C. area in September? The Washington Business Journal citing data from Reston-based aviation data company Sirium says the top destinations from our three airports were... Boston, Chicago, Atlanta, and New York City. Reagan National Airport had more flights than either Dulles or BWI Marshall. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. Money news brought to you by Amtrak. Ditch travel hassles and relax on the way to your fall getaway. Aboard Amtrak. Stress-free travel just at Amtrak away. Book now at Amtrak.com. WTOP News Time 326. Just as the citizen is at the core of every government mission... The government is at the core of the PEGA government platform. With PEGA.